Growing up, maybe you wished you had a superhuman ability. I know my boys, they go around the house, they, they ask each other, do you want to play superheroes? Do you want to play superheroes? And Noah goes around being Spider-Man and shooting uh, uh, spider webs everywhere, and, and uh, he doesn't have an apparatus for it, but, but that doesn't mean he doesn't shoot spider webs. And, and, and at some point in time in our life, we cease to be this imaginative, playful superhero, and life happens. And in that music video, I, I think that's an amazing depiction. You know, what if your superhuman ability was the ability to see people's lifespan? That you could see the, 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 the seconds that they had left. And you can see when somebody is about ready to die before it actually happens. What if you could actually do that? Would you use it or would you keep it to yourself? And what's interesting about that video is that once that guy was saved, that's when he could see everybody else's timeline. That's when he could see everybody else's seconds. That's when he could see it. Our life as Christians is much like that. It's when we get saved that we're able to see the ticking clock in other people. Well, maybe we can't see the exact second and the exact hour, but we get a, a, a greater understanding and a greater vision for the fact that people's lives are short and people's lives matter and people's lives matter for all eternity. And an ordinary and everyday sort of day might be the day. As we go into this brand new series and we're doing things different because of the weather and you're listening to this and, and uh, it, 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 on Monday or Tuesday or sometime during this week because you didn't get it on Sunday morning. And, and, and we're, but we're going into this new series called Superhero and the tagline for this series is Saved People Save People because we can see the ticking clock for eternity. And we're to going back. We're going back. Uh, we, we finished up Genesis with Joseph and, and, and we ended with Joseph bringing his brothers into the land and it was 70 people and, and we closed out Genesis and, and we're going to go back to that story and flip the page to Exodus and we're going to see what happens next in Exodus. And if you've grown up in church, you know the rest of the story. You know, you know how things proceed from here. But we're going to take a look at this and, and, and see that God is the superhero. He's the one that saves. But, but, what God does do is that He creates superheroes with flesh on to save people. The people of Israel, they were, they were 70 people when they came into Egypt because of the famine. And then Joseph and his family, they all died out. And the Israelites, they stayed in Egypt. And they kept multiplying and having babies and having more babies and having more babies. And time went by. And ultimately, the dynasty that brought Joseph and his family in, they were overtaken by another dynasty. And that new dynasty didn't know Joseph didn't care that Joseph had saved the nation of, of Egypt. 
And all they knew is that all these foreigners were in the land and they didn't know what to do with them. And they kept multiplying and they kept multiplying and they kept multiplying. And as, as you go back in, in the history, as I was studying the, 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 the history of this time period, this dynasty was probably declining at this time. And they were nervous about, about what might come, the, the enemy attacks of what might come from the north. And they became nervous about these foreign people in this land and if people came in if foreign countries came in to attack Egypt would these foreign people all of a sudden make an ally with, 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 the, with an incoming army in order to overrun Egypt and they got scared and they got scared they didn't know what to do And so they, they started to oppress the people of Israel and brought them into slavery. And you can see how this story plays out in Exodus 1. And the first thing that must occur in the making of a superhero, the first thing that God does when He makes a superhero is that He gives us a need. It gives a need. There has to be a need. This is the birthplace of every vision, that there is a need. And for the people of Israel, the need was that they were, they were going into slavery. They were being put underneath the, the, the heavy hand of the Pharaoh of Egypt. And, and, and he put them into slavery. He put them in, 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 into building the storehouses of Egypt. Thinking. He, his thought process was, if I worked them so hard, when they went home, the conversation would go like this. Hey, honey, you want to? Oh, man, again tonight, I'm so tired. And they wouldn't do what it took to produce babies. And the birth rate would cease in Israel. But as the Bible tells us the story in Exodus 1, that, that's not what happened. The, the, the people of Israel actually continued to produce babies at an even faster rate. So that freaked Pharaoh out even more. And what happened? He National genocide. Told midwives, hey, if it's a boy, kill it. If it's a boy, kill it. Well, the midwives, they feared God and and uh, we see that we, we see that as the story plays out, and they feared God, and and and, and Pharaoh came, and and, and and he took them to task about why they weren't killing the babies, and and the midwives. Maybe it was a lie, maybe it was a half truth, maybe it was something. But it says they feared God more than they feared Pharaoh, and they said, "Hey, look, <clears throat> these Israelite women—they're rigorous. They're more rigorous than your Egyptian women. Man, they come out when they're ready to go. They're ready to go, and by the time we get there, they've got a baby right there." just comes right on out. And this upset Pharaoh even more. And so what did he do? He told the whole nation of Egypt, if you see a Hebrew male baby, throw it in the Nile River. Oppression, slavery, genocide. There was a need. There was a need for a superhero. And the people around us 
the people around us that don't know Jesus, there's a need for a superhero. They need someone to see beyond what they see. They're in need of someone who can see the ticking clock on their head that they can't see and know their need and know that they're in slavery because of their sin and know that they need repentance and know that they're living in rebellion to God and that there is an eternity of heaven or hell lying in the balance and they need a superhero to step up and say, I see the need and I'm going to do something about it. And in these five weeks, I am calling all of us to see the need of people around us, to see the ticking clock that's on their head that determines all of eternity. You can find Pray for Three little, little postcard-sized slips of paper um, you can find them when you come back to Crosspoint. You can find them on the website. I, I encourage you to get this, to, 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 to pray for three people that you're worried about their eternity. You don't know where they would go. And you see the need in their life in order to, to pray for them and to pray for you and how to engage them with the message of Jesus. So will you see the need? And maybe a lot of us, maybe a lot of us, our first prayer is actually for ourselves and saying, God, let me have the eyes that you have for these people. Let me see them from, 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 from your eyes, the, the, the need that they have from your eyes for these people. And pray daily for ourselves. Pray daily for the people that... that, that that you will receive an opportunity to share with them about eternity. And I'm going to do this too because I need it. I need to see the need that they have in their life. But what else? What else is needed in the making of a superhero? We see this in the story, but it's, it's severed. It's not over. God doesn't come out and say this, say, I'm going to do this specifically, but we can see it in the story. It's, it's very subversive, but it's there. Another thing that we need, in fact, in fact, this is, this is actually, we need it because there is a need. It's something that is, is a must for the making of a superhero is blessing, is blessing. And God blessed the people of Israel. Although the people of Israel didn't really realize that this was the blessing, even though He told them from the very beginning that this was going to be the utmost blessing in their life. He gave them the blessing of children, of being able to reproduce children, even though he ha they had an enemy trying to squelch that blessing. In the making of a superhero, there must be a blessing. And one thing I know about you, even if you can't see it, even if it's subversive, that you're blessed. You're blessed by God. But see, the thing about our American culture, and especially our American church culture, is that we think that blessings end with us. I am blessed because I have another day of life. And that just ends with us. And it doesn't go any further. I am blessed because I have stuff. I am blessed because I have money. I am blessed because I have gifts and skills and abilities. And I am blessed because I have a job. And that is all true. But we think it ends with us. And so therefore we do nothing with the blessing. 
And it actually becomes self-serving because we think the blessing ends with us and so that's all we have to do with the blessing. But in the story, in this story of Israel, God blesses Israel in order to overpower the enemy of Pharaoh. And he blesses every single one of us in the same exact way. He blesses us in order to overpower the enemy. You're blessed with another day of life. He gave you that blessing in order for you to overpower the enemy. Now, the enemy isn't the people who who, who need salvation. The enemy is Satan who oppresses the people who need salvation. You are given and I am given another day of life in in order to overpower the enemy. We are given stuff in order to overpower the enemy. We are given a job in order to overpower the enemy and put this world back into order the best that we can. We are given blessings to overpower the enemy. We're given money in order to overpower the enemy. That's why God calls us to tithe and to give and to do stuff and to further advance the mission with our money in order to overpower the enemy. We are blessed at Crosspoint with the stuff that we have, with the building that we have, with the people that give the way that they do. We are blessed at Crosspoint. And we are blessed in order to overpower the enemy. Money isn't unlimited. So we can't do all that we wish we could do. But we can do something. We can do something in order to overpower the enemy. He gives us blessing in order to overpower the enemy. And we see that same thing for the midwives. The midwives that feared God. It, it, the, the, the story throws in another little, little um, interesting sentence where it, says, where it says God blessed them by giving them a family. I don't know if in that day midwives didn't normally have a family or, or, or what the deal was, but but God decided to give them a family. And, and, and Moses or the writer wrote that specifically in there. The blessing won't necessarily be overt. It might be subversive. But he's given us this blessing in order to overpower the enemy. What else do we need? What else do we need in, 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 in the making of a superhero? What else does God give in the making of a superhero? As we, as we flip to the next chapter, we see the introduction of this baby boy that is just born to this Levite family. And the family, the husband and wife, the parents aren't even named. But it says they saw something in this baby, something beautiful in this baby, something special in this baby, and, and, and they tried to hide him for three months. And when they couldn't hide him any longer, mom made, made a basket, a boat, a small little boat, and set this three-month-old down the Nile to see what happened. And lo and behold, this boat came to the daughter of Pharaoh. I don't know if she's a teenager, but she certainly act like it. You know, those of you that have teenagers know what it's like to have your to to to, to give a command to your teenager and, and have your teenager go, Yeah, right. 
She looks at this baby, knows it's Hebrew, and instead of immediately getting rid of the boat and drowning the baby, she's like, I'll take it home, right into the house of my father who gave the command to kill this kid. This baby's sister followed the boat. Smart little little kid, she come out of the reeds when 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 the daughter of Pharaoh found the baby, said, Hey, you want me to go find you a, a Hebrew midwife to to be able to, to nurse this baby and then, then give it to you? Yeah, absolutely. So the sister of this baby went to get her mom, the mother of the baby, and the mother of who we know of now as Moses got to nurse Moses up until the time that she gave him back to Pharaoh. Something else that God does to make a superhero is that he gives superheroes preparation. I don't know exactly how long this mother got to nurse and take care of Moses, but one thing I think happened is that this mother built into this baby from the very beginning a sense of mission. A sense that he has a mission in this world. Maybe she didn't know what it was. Maybe she couldn't specifically say it. Maybe, maybe, maybe she just could speak in generic terms. But, but, but she spoke into this baby's life. Knowing that she wasn't going to get to see it. That she was going to have to give her baby away to the daughter of Pharaoh and trust that he will fulfill the mission that he was supposed to have. And then God used the 40 years of, 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 of growing up and then becoming a young man and becoming a, a, a man inside of the house of Pharaoh using the best educations in the world, using the best uh, 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 technolo- technology in the world, of, utilizing, of, of, of being inside the home of, of the world superpower in order to learn government and politics and polity and leadership and, and all of this. God used all of this to prepare Moses for being a superhero. And for those of you that know the rest of the story, know, know that he ends up in the desert, and we'll talk about that about more next week, and, 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 and that he used that to prepare Moses as well in leading the people through the desert. But God, in making a superhero, is going to prepare you. He's, he has prepared you through formal education. Those of you in high school and college, that's not just going to school. God is preparing you for a specific mission. Start discovering that now. Those of you that have gone through suffering, those of you that have gone through, through health suffering, those of you that have gone through uh, this, that, and the other, He is also using that to prepare you. We talked more about that in, in the in Sweet Dream series about Joseph. And If you didn't get to hear about that, you can go back and listen to those on podcasts. But He is going to prepare you and He is preparing you to become a superhero in order to, in order to engage people's lives. Just like that, 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 that music video that we saw, the preparation was that one guy being saved and being able to see the, 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 the time on everybody's head. 
He is going to use being saved. He is going to use key spiritual times. He is going to use going to hell and back. He is going to use uh, uh, um, uh, education in order for you to be able to engage people and see them saved. He's going to use that preparation. What else does God use to to make a superhero? Sense of mission. We've talked about this, and this is kind of all wrapped up in this sense of mission. That guy in that video had this sense of mission. Once he figured out what was going on, he had this sense of mission in order to find out who he was supposed to save. Moses had this sense of mission. As the, as the story unfolds in chapter 2, we see a sense of mission inside of Moses. He knew what, was, what he was born for. He knew it. And as he saw his people suffering, there was something burdening him on the inside. This, this need met his heart, and it was burdening him. What need has met your heart that's burdening you? What people have met your heart who that the, 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 their need is burdening you? Who is it? What is it? That's how God makes a superhero is through this, the need burdening our hearts so much that we've received the sense of mission. One of my biggest burdens, my biggest burden, is to see people see God's Word and, and want it and eat it up and drink it up and trust it and see it as God's Word Himself in order to make us into His image and, and that we read and see and, 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 and soak in God's Word in order to live faithfully so that God can make us into His image. What is God's mission for you? Can you answer that question? And all the church is is a group of people with with a bunch of missions coming together to take our collective missions and go in one direction in order to save people because save people save people. What else God, does God use to make a superhero? None of us are going to like this one. We don't like this one. In America, everything is supposed to be on an upward track. Once we go on mission, once we find our mission, it's all supposed to be an upward track. But God uses failure to, to make us into a superhero. What was Moses' failure? Most of you know the story, right? Moses' failure was killing somebody. It was murder. He had this sense of mission and he saw an Egyptian mistreating a Hebrew and, and he looked this way and he looked that way and he killed the Egyptian. Side note, if you have to look this way and you have to look that way in order to see if anybody's looking at you, that's not how you're supposed to accomplish the mission. If her dad came home, what you're doing with her is not accomplishing the mission. If you have to look this way or that way in order to do that thing in your business, to see if anybody's looking. That's not how you're supposed to accomplish the mission. But at the same time, we cannot be afraid to fail, even afraid to fail into sin. 
We can't be afraid of it. So often, we as Christians have, have gotten so scared of, of sin that we've, we've gotten ourselves into this cocoon, and, and, and in order to not release us into mission, we've gotten ourselves into this cocoon in order to protect us from sin, and we've forgotten about the mission of God. Now, our mission will never lead us to sin, but we can never allow uh, we can never allow being scared to sin to keep us from our mission. We will sin. We're human. We all sin. You know what? God has so much patience with me as He was as as as, as I was developing and I was seeking Him. He has so much patience with me, and He still does. He there's something in my life He's trying to eradicate. Man, I'm just struggling against it. But we can't be afraid, so afraid to fail and to sin that, that, that we keep ourselves from God's mission. And so many people, so many Christians, so many churches do that. But we, not only that, we can't be so afraid to fail by risking, by, by, by not taking any risks either. Nothing to do with sin, but just not taking any risks We have to know that we're going to fail. We're going to mess up on stuff. We're going to goof up on stuff. And you know what? Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to learn from that. And we're going to keep on going on our mission. We will never allow the, 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 the fear of failure to bind us up from our mission. Because God's going to use that to make us into superheroes for people who don't know about the ticking clock above their head. One last thing. One last thing God uses to make us into a superhero. We see this in Moses as he runs into the desert and runs away from his failure out of self-preservation. There's something that doesn't leave Moses and that's his sense of justice. We see him encounter these women at the well and, and these bullies were trying to keep these women from getting water from the well. And Moses stood in between them. And his sense of justice said, I have to do something about this and allow them to take water from this well. God gave Moses gifts and abilities and passions that he couldn't run away from. He could run away from failure. He could run away from his mission. He could run away from the need. He could run away from the blessing and from the preparation and from everything else, but he couldn't run away from his gifts and passions. And neither can any of us run away from our gifts and passions. There's a time that I considered, is this whole church ministry thing? Am I supposed to be in a church ministry? Am I supposed to do this thing? Is God leading me somewhere else? Or is He worth it? Is, is this Christianity thing even worth it? Is, is prayer worth it? Is, 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 is living this thing out worth it? God kept blessing. God kept sticking in there. God kept leading me. And God kept drawing us back. And there's stuff that's burned inside of me that I can't run away from, even if I tried. I might suppress it, but I can't run away from it. And largely, it's doing this right here, teaching, 
laying out God's word and going, here it is. Will you have faith or not? And he's burning something inside of every one of us. And where the need, where the blessing, where the preparation and mission of failure all converge, the gifts and the passions are going to be like the cherry on top, allowing us to do what God wants us to do and be superheroes in somebody else's life. And God has given you gifts and passions in order to go on mission with those, in order for you to live your everyday life as a saved person who is trying to save people. God has got a role here for you in order to go on mission in order to save people. Give some passions, burn inside of you that you can't get away from. Like the guy in the video, there's a point where we see he's trying to kind of get away from this. It's too weird. It's too odd. Then he embraced it and saved that woman. Now, I want to be perfectly clear throughout this series, and we're looking at the characteristics of God, and the, and the characteristic of God that we, I want us to see in this series is that He redeems people out of slavery. He saves people out of the slavery that the enemy oppresses them with, that their own sin oppresses them with, that God is the one who hears and acts. As, as Exodus 2 comes to a close, we see that God is the one who hears and He acts. But he does that by making a superhero with flesh on. And you know what? He makes them on purpose. And maybe some of us are sitting there going, that's great for Moses. That's great for that guy. That's great for a guy, you know, whatever, 3,000 years ago. That's great for him. But what about me? That's not for me. He's not making me into a superhero. The big difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is the Holy Spirit. We see the Holy Spirit interacting in the Old Testament, but he has a tendency to kind of do one person at a time. We see Abraham, and then we see Moses, and then we see David. And we kind of see this one guy at a time type of thing, or one gal at a time, just one person at a time sort of thing. But in the New, Old Testament, in the New Testament, we see the Holy Spirit doing this with everybody at the same time. And the Holy Spirit is still doing this work today. The Holy Spirit, God Himself, God with us now, the Holy Spirit is still making people into superheroes on, a, on purpose and for a purpose. And He's doing that with you too. And maybe you struggle with that concept. Maybe you struggle with it. Man, I, was God really making me into a superhero? Man, I'd love to talk to you about that. You can email me. You can find me on Facebook. Something. I'd love to talk to you about that because I want to see people live on purpose. Live out their purpose that God has for them as God makes them into a superhero. He's doing that for every single one of us. And imagine this, imagine this. If you follow Him in that, you will get to see people. Whether you're the three that you pray for or other people, you will get to see people saved because of it. You will see the clock over their head. 
You might not know the specific time, but you'll see the eternal clock over their head and you will see the need that they will have and you will step in and you will fill that need and meet that need and say, I will do something about that need. And you will get to lead them into the threshold of eternity and make new disciples and you will get to say, this saved person saved someone. Of course God did it. But he made me into somebody with flesh on. He made me on purpose in order to do that. Who are the three you're going to pray for on purpose? Who is that? And over the course of the five weeks of this series, pray for these people daily. And as we go into the next series that's talking about Jesus, we start inviting them, inviting them, inviting them to, 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 for them to hear about the story of Jesus and that they then have faith in the one who came to save them. Imagine that. Imagine packing out our room with people who are just wanting to know how Jesus can save them. It starts today. It starts right now. Who does God want you to be a superhero for? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I just pray, Lord, that you will burden us with the need that people have. Make us all into the superhero on purpose that you want us to be. We realize that you're doing it, but at the same time, we realize that we are the people with flesh on. That you have sent to save. Let us see a flood of people who need salvation stream to you. It's your name that I pray. Amen.